welcome to More Than Myths. Hi guys, welcome to More Than Myths. You know? Cracking, cracking into it. Crack. Cracking it, cracking it. Something. Opening it up. Crack, cracking. <laughs> What's Pop, a cracking? Popping it. Ooh. What are you drinking? What's what, yours? What are you? I'm drinking a wild berry. That truly. one is pretty good. I've got a classic margarita style one. It's pleasantly Ooh, salty. I actually have the fruit punch downstairs. Ooh. But I couldn't find it. So, and this one was cold. Nice. So I went with this. And then I also have a second can. Oh, backup. nice. I would. In case it's two can kind of night. Two can can. Two can. Who can? You can. Two can kind of night. Perfect. I, I don't definitely know what a toucan no, sounds that, like. No, that but... was it. That's what a toucan sounds like. <laughs> you can, you can. A chick, chicken in pants. Chicken in pants. I. All right, you didn't. We haven't recorded. You in also a while, didn't. Guys. Yeah, so this is a raw, real Gary. So we raw, raw real, real Gary. Gary. Um, I can't make this any bigger. Um, how are you? How's your life? How are things going? School's back in. Um went to the fair this weekend it was the last weekend of the washington state fair so had some scones there's like scones so many scones <laughs> uh the fair food here is scones. like it's called fisher scone i think you can get them at the grocery store these days now but they're essentially like biscuits okay. is the texture yeah. right but they fill them with butter and like fresh raspberry jam and they're like hot when you get them. And so people, you buy them by the dozen. Like that's normal. Take a dozen scones, please. So, we had a dozen scones. I literally had a scone for breakfast every day this week. That it was awesome. Amazing. Yum. Yeah. So Washington State Fair. Scones. Hanging out. Scones. How about you? Nothing. I have nothing to report. I've just been working and reading and. Watching shows and life and, you know, not anything exciting. Yeah. I'm not sure why you're whispering. I'm not. I just realized that it was very boring and I had nothing to tell you. (laughs) Oh, that's not true. (gasps) Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm going to just send this to you. Are you ready to see the outline for my new tattoo? Yes. (gasps) I... (gasps) Did I talk? I have, did I talk about my tattoo no. on the show? I can't even. No, remember. I don't think so. I'm getting a we're new tattoo both, in both. January, and I cannot I cannot wait. wait. No, I peed my pants. I peed my pants. Oh my god! I can't wait to see your witchy bitchy bunny. My witchy bunny. bitchy bunny, witching and bitching. It's witching and bitching and bunning. Stop. Sun's out. Sun's <laughs> out. Buns out. Oh my god. Sun's out, guns out. Witching and bitching. Uh, excuse me. Excuse you. Oh my god. 
This is your raw, real Gary reaction from Corinne and the idea for my tattoo for the first time. Oh, it's so cute. It's, so cute. it's gonna look. It's so cute. Look at those cute little mushies and the the crystals. I almost called them rocks. It's fine. The look rocks. At those rocks. <gasps> those are so beautiful. Yeah. It's gonna be so cute. I'm so excited. I'm peeing in my pants. I love him. It. It. This the bunny. I don't know. I'm. Is the bunny? Yeah. The. I feel like he should be a jackalope. Maybe. Maybe a little (laughs) bit. But I don't want to. I keep adding to it because I. I texted him today and I was like, "Hey, what if we put some lavender in there? Because lavender is really good for protection." And so I told him, I yeah. said, it's... I love the lavender. Yeah, I told him, I said, if it's too... Where is this? This is going on your it's arm. It's going on my forearm. That's it's a... huge. <laughs> it's going to take a while. That's a big tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> so originally, it was just going to be a little radish that covered up something on my wrist, which it, it's fine. It's was from a past thing. It's fine. So I was going to get it covered up, and so I was talking to Chris about it, and I said, um, I had another idea. What if I did this whole idea? He was like, well, it's going to depend, you know, if you want to do something big or if you just want to do something small. So we got there, and I sat down, and the uh, his name's Greg, and he said, well, do you want to yeah. do a project, or do you want to just do a one and done? I was like, let's do a project. <laughs> What? You're like, that's it. We're doing, We're a, doing project. a project. You said You've enough. Said enough. Yeah. You asked the right <laughs> yeah, question. That was it. <laughs> project. <laughs> yes. I know. I went in for my consultation for my. I'm getting a thigh piece, um, in January, and he was like, I was kind of telling him some ideas, and he was like, "You are you gonna do one on each side?" And I was like, "No. <laughs> like, I just want to do this one yeah. tattoo." And he's like, "Well, you should put." you know i'm doing some like disney hints and he's like you should put the lamp and the clamshell on the other side of your oh like on your gosh. other thigh and i was like oh my god okay. <laughs> i'm like don't start me don't start me but i also love that keep idea. it don't let don't let anybody else take so, that it's mine dibs 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 that's mine yeah so i was just like no i'm not gonna do that and then i was like oh so the seed is planted oh, no. yeah it's it's planted. I was like, Game yeah. over. Yeah, we walked in and I looked at the wall of Game stuff, over. of his stencils and stuff. And I was like, game over, man. I'm game over. Yeah, You're like a project. Take, just give me your. Is it going to be full color? Yeah. He's, he's, he's the one that has the um, Chris's sleeves. He's uh-huh. done Chris's sleeves. And that color is what, 15 years old? So he's yeah. yeah he's been tattooing Looks for great. a really long time. But anyway, that's my exciting. Great. Yeah, I love that. I was news. excited to tell you about news. it. I forgot to send it to you when I saw. I it. finished the fourth <gasps> Ice oh, Planet yeah. Barbarians. Um, I finished the fourth. Yep, I did. I got through it. Um, now it's like a lot of short stories. Are they on the so, same planet? I don't know if I'm going to keep going. They are still on the same. No planet. shit. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. Ice Planet. They're, it's not Tropical I mean, not Planet Barbarians. Long. No, it's Ice Planet. And they're still barbarians. They're still just a handful of human women. <laughs> Sleeping in caves. So, you know, 
sleeping in caves. <laughs> but I will say, I like, I'm not tired by the the writing devices. Oh, sure. You know that each one has a different story. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was that was a nice surprise. Like I wanted to yeah. know more because each each book follows a different mm-hmm. person. And so you get a little bit more of the story from a different oh, perspective each time. Okay. So storytelling is terrible. Not, I'm not mad yeah. at it. Nice. Well, that's great. But I really want to read The Bone Witch. I still have some stuff on my TBRs, although I have to do some big drives to the airport and back this week. So I'm hoping to finish a couple of my fantasy books. Sounds great. Audio. Audio books. Sounds good. The- um. Hocus Pocus 2 comes out tomorrow night. Shut up. The whole thing's going to crash. Everybody yeah. in the, the entire world's going to be watching it. Well, a lot of people. I'm not going to say everybody. A I lot know. of people in the world are going to be watching it. A Every lot of people in our age group, I was just going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just good it's TV. Good. It's just good soup. Yeah. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Very much. And I feel like we're going into a really good movie season. Are there other good movies that are coming out? I can't remember what they are right now, but yeah. Good. <laughs> yes. Good. Love a good movie season. That's it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, are you ready to get started? Yeah. Who is it? I think it's me. Perfect. I don't remember. All right. Because I told the Grusha last. So. Yeah, I think I went last first. You went first. Did I go last? Did I go first? I think you did. But fuck. I don't it doesn't know. matter. I'm just go. go. I'm all ears. All right. We're going to talk about a historic monument. That you could find in downtown Los Angeles. It was built in the 1920s. And opened in 1927. However, I also read that it was opened in 1924 and 1925. And then I read another more serious source that it was 1924. So, we're going to go with 1924. It was opened by William Banks Hanner, who was a hotelier of the time or hotelier i don't know what's the both probably yeah. work i don't know um it cost one million dollars to build back in the 1920s Whoa. and has over 700 rooms wow this hotel is a 14 story building and as i said is in the heart of downtown los angeles when you think of fancy Art Deco's 20 hotel, this was dripping in it. Like great Gatsby, you know, okay. yeah. vibes up in this shit. And it was meant to be an upscale experience. So stained glass windows, uh, over the top staircase. Um, it's what you would expect a Hollywood silver screen film of the 20s, you know, just hits all those things um it was supposed to be like compared to the ritz oh yeah okay so or the ritz so it like they had a very high level of um patrons and who 
you know, they expected some fancy people to come mm. stay in their fancy mm-hmm. hotel. Um, so today we're talking about the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> yeah. So after the, and I've seen Cecil Hotel or Hotel Cecil after the hotel had been open for about five years, depending on which source you're looking at, um, the Great Depression hit. So this upscale, fancy hotel really wasn't able to keep up while the Great Depression was going on. And it started to gain a little bit of traction in the 1940s, but was pretty much on a slow and steady decline from thereafter. Um, The hotel is actually situated very close to and in the heart of Skid Row. Um, And I looked it up today, like from if I look up Skid Row and the Cecil Hotel, it's an 11 minute walk. But then I was reading some other sources that it's kind of just that whole surrounding neighborhood. Yeah. Um, So in the 1940s, Skid Row is where kind of gets its whole reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts to attract over 100,000 homeless people and transients. So people who are just in town for a short amount yeah. of time, quick, cheap hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the company that goes along with the quick, cheap hotel yeah. kind yeah. of vibe. Um, so this area, like, so this hotel, no matter how much they would want it to stay this fancy location, yeah. They closed the cable car in the 1940s or the 1960s. I can't remember. And the cable car brought people in and tourists in. And then once that cable car was closed, it just added. So it was just like nonstop Mm. bad kept going towards Mm -hmm. this hotel. So um, once the cable cars stopped coming, it was pretty much lost to this kind of rundown, dangerous neighborhood. Um, So... As the area started losing its luster, the businesses and the area went downhill with it. The once beautiful hotel became a meeting space for drug users, sex workers, and criminals. So let's talk about the Hotel Cecil and why it is said to be one of the most haunted hotels in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, when it comes to suicide, murder, and ghosts, the Hotel Cecil has it all. So. This is where we're going to take a quick break and talk about some really serious trigger warnings in this episode. You guys, if you cannot handle children being hurt, suicide, murder, serial killers, this is not the episode for you. Um, With that being said, I don't love true crime because the nature of it can idealize and... uh, What's the word? Glorify. Glorify. Glorify serial serial killers. Yeah. And not really think about whose lives were being Mm -hmm. taken and the families that they were impacted. So while there's a lot of murder and, you know, stuff, I'm not going to focus so much on the victims or the serial killers themselves, just more of the negative events that happened because of this Mm -hmm. place. Is the theory is that this place is so kind of evil. Full of negative energy. That some of these things could have happened because of that. Okay. 
So that's my caveat for this episode. Um, so hang tight, put buckle up your pants because it's gross. All right. That being said, there are a few serial killer references in this episode and one unexplained death. Uh, two unexplained deaths. Okay. Because I added my okay. notes later. Um, one of the first documented deaths was a man who shot himself in the hotel in 1927. Many suicides have been related to this place. Um, some victims chose poison. Um, some chose to even jump off the building. What? Oh, okay. In the 1930s, so the hotel had been open for maybe five years, there were six reported suicides. Holy shit! It's almost one a year. Yep. What? Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Uh, and this is before the neighborhood starts to decline. This is just... Okay. Yeah. I mean, a Great Depression. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. It's going okay. on, but... Yeah. Um, one found one man was actually found on a neighboring building skylight because he had jumped. I told you it's a rough episode. Um, another person jumped and killed both herself and the old man who had been walking on the street below. Holy Police thought it had been a double suicide. Holy cow! But they later ruled out that the man was he was just walking un- he was just walking by yeah related yeah. to the event and it was just in the wrong place the wrong and the the building is um, how tall 14 stories she said okay yep um so yeah i don't know what the average building height in the 1920s 1930s 1940s was but that's pretty good size pretty building good sized building yeah. i'm thinking yeah and accessible so yeah okay um people believe that the evil in the hotel they don't really have there's a couple of theories about who or what could possibly be causing all this negative stuff Mm -hmm. to happen um but it said that the evil that lives in the halls and the walls is a reason that this place is such a high suicide location. Um, in the 1940s, a woman named Dorothy um, was sleeping with a man who had been married. She was 19. He was 38. I think his name was George. And she woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains and went to the bathroom and had given birth. She didn't know she was pregnant and um this is where the story was different in a few different Mm -hmm. places um there's some stories saying like she knew that the baby was alive there's some stories saying that she did not know the baby was alive but regardless threw him out the window anyway yeah not great um some think that that ghost of that little boy still haunts the halls to this day, seeking revenge for his mother yeah. discarding him. Wow. Oh my God. Why? Yikes. 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 It's so it's I fucking told it's you. So, okay. It's so it's so heavy. <laughs> it's so heavy. I like trigger <laughs> warning. 
Um, it's all right. Yeah, right? Like, drink up. <laughs> just going to keep drinking. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Um, the hotel was also home to a couple of serial killers. So as the neighborhood's declining, as the area's getting more and more run overrun with criminals, sex workers, drug dealers, drug users, um, these cheap rooms are a great place to hide away yeah. from your problems, the world, cops, <laughs> and, you know, do a lot of drugs. Holy fuck. For a pretty cheap stay. Um, so... Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker. Not, mm, mm, yeah. Okay. Who was in the middle of his killing spree in the LA yeah. area in the 1980s, stayed on the top floor of the Cecil Hotel for a few Holy weeks. Holy fuck. He would go and throw his bloody clothes away in the dumpsters of the Cecil Hotel and walk through the lobby nobody said anything it was normal this didn't Holy raise an eyebrow fuck. because we've yeah this didn't raise an eyebrow we got people doing drugs they're all like you know the 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 right. clientele at the time it was everything was always a little bit sure. interesting right to say the least um so they also had a tenant visitor patron um his name was Jack Unterwager, and he was actually known for killing prostitutes with their bras. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So just, just the classiest. Mm -hmm. Top of the barrel kind of people. <sighs> yeah. So, yuck. That's, we're done Excellent. with serial killers. Um, so guests. Um, a guest by the name of Elizabeth Short stayed at the hotel the night before. She became one of the greatest unsolved murder cases of all time. This... And you've probably heard of her na name, the Black oh, okay. Dahlia. Yeah. Yeah. So she had stayed at the hotel the night before, gotten a drink in the bar, um, and then was found dead next day in L.A. And her murder is still completely unsolved. So her last night on this earth was spent at this hotel. What the fuck is going on inside um, this hotel? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't... I don't ever want to go there. Like, some of the places that we talk no. about, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, you know, that'd be interesting that'd to be go interesting. see that. Fuck no. I have no desire to go here. Nope. There is no. nothing, nothing no. about this place. I'm, yeah. It, this this episode really put the nail in the coffin. <laughs> Good. Um. So there's said to be a photo of a boy, a ghost boy, uh, standing on the fourth floor window, looking out onto the street. So someone was taking a photo of the building, and they noticed. I don't like that. Thing don't like it either but i kind of want to find yeah a picture. little bit but i'm also afraid of what other things it'll bring up so i'm good to just let it lie yeah for sure um in 2008 the hotel was refurbished 
and then rebranded in an attempt to wash away its negative, haunted, ghostly, murdery vision side. <laughs> What's the word? Um, uh, opinion? Stigma? Yeah. All, uh, the, all, all of, of the above. Work. Yeah, all of the above. Um, so it's rebranded to Stay on Main, um, which I read in one article that was like, this was a genius rebranding because it sounded very right. welcoming and inviting. And Main Street is usually a good part of town to be in because you, that's usually where you have a, kind of your heart mm -hmm. of downtown. Right. Or, you know, even some old town mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and patrons were, you know, not uh, very happy about the neighborhood they're actually staying right. in. Yeah. Um, so. There's a mural on the side of the building, though, when this rebranding mm -hmm. happens. And this, I don't know when this came down because I looked at it on Google Maps and it's okay. not there anymore. But it they kept the old branding on the building even though they had okay. rebranded it. So like the front um awning had been changed mm -hmm. to stay on main and then but they kept the like vertical yeah. sconce, you know, mm. neon that said Hotel Cecil on either gotcha. side of the building and then also um a mural that had been painted that said Hotel Cecil um stays weekly or daily weekly kind, kind of, of deal. Yeah, advertising, rates, I yeah. Think is what it said. Mm -hmm. So that had all been left up even with the rebranding. I looked at it today on Google Maps and it was completely boarded up and the yeah, the Hotel Cecil uh neon was still on either side of the building, but the painting yeah. mural was painted over with white paint, but you can still read Hotel Cecil underneath it. And it's so, it's so yeah, creepy God. because you can't see anything else but Hotel Cecil through the paint. Like it's trying to stay. Ooh, ooh, it just got me. If you want to see it, go to Google Maps, look it up and do the street view. And I'm sorry. And you're <laughs> welcome, depending on how you feel about it. Um, so, yeah, it was still. Um, so now we're going to go to a little bit more recent story, and that was in 2013. Um, a college student, again, this is a real person. She's real family who really were worried about her. So I'm telling this because of the mystery and not I don't want to glorify what happened to her. Um, in 2013, a college student from Canada booked to stay at the Cecil Hotel. She was going she's a college student she doesn't have a ton of money but she's so excited for this vacation in la um while her story is tragic to no end the mystery is just as mind-boggling and i said mind-boggling for some comic relief <laughs> um i could do an entire episode just on, on this, this woman um yeah but i'm not <laughs> uh because ultimately, while she was in LA visiting, she went missing. Her parents in Canada couldn't get a hold of her, hadn't heard from her, checked with local police, and nobody could find her. 
um, until 20 days later after a hotel got complaints from its guests that the water was murky and smelled terrible. They discovered her body naked in the tank in the top of the building. The even weirder part of this story is that her last known sighting is actually a, a video caught on CCTV in the elevator of the Hotel Cecil. And I warn you guys, if you decide to look this up, it is very unsettling just because something doesn't make sense about it. It looks, she looks like she's in distress. There's no one else with her. Um, she hits buttons on the elevator. She steps out. She looks like she's talking to someone. You can't see anybody else in the frames. Um, and then she kind of goes in like, she goes almost, in and it out makes me think like she doesn't want to be followed. And like, like is worried about being followed. It's also, she also was said to suffer from bipolar disorder. So yeah. there's some people who think that maybe she was just having a manic episode. Um, it's regardless, it's super mm -hmm. sad that this is yep. it. This is the only, the only thing that police have. Um, and while her death is still ruled as a suicide, there are far too many bits of information and evidence that have left the internet mostly. Um, and most who research this story unsatisfied. Um, one podcast I was listening to today, he was like, why would she be naked? Yeah. Like, why naked of all things? You know, there's just a couple of things that just don't mm -hmm. feel right. And that elevator footage yeah. is part of it. Um, the last suicide was said to be found in 2015. So that was the last death in the building um, or around the building. Um, Ghost Adventures was able to do a two-night investigation there in 2020. And their video, they're like in masks and everything because it's the heat of Rain, the pandemic. COVID. Um, but it was the first and last time that a paranormal investigation had been done or will be done in the hotel. Um, they had, they experienced water faucets no. turning on. No. Um, and someone on their team got yeah. scratched while they were in the building. Um, so some different information. <laughs> we're almost done, I promise. <laughs> um, American Horror Story Hotel, which is, I believe, season five of the American Horror Story series on FX is loosely based on this hotel. And I'm pretty sure that if they didn't shoot at this hotel, they used the Whoa, outside as yuck. a direct model because it's, you know, we're like, Ooh, that's, yeah. that's it. That's the hotel from American horror story. Um, but I don't think a sexy vampire played lately played by Lady Gaga. <laughs> lives in the penthouse, so, um, but the nods to the many serial killers that were associated are an inspiration to the yeah. show as well. Um, that's one of the best seasons. So if you haven't seen it, you don't need to see anything else to watch it. It's great. Um, so one thing that I wanted to call out is that this building is clearly just from the get go was not right. good. There was something wrong. Um, if you remember, from our past episodes, we talked about building heights. Yeah. Do you remember 14, how tall it is? 14 stories. Yeah. But if you can't, like, by my <gasps> count, 
Is it? Is well, it sounds 13? Like 13 to me? Fuck. No. Nope. I mean, the 14th floor would actually be 13 nope. floors up. Nope. Gross. Crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Right? And now I want to, I'll mistake that <laughs> and confirm that it's actually 13 story. Like, I wonder if there's a 13th floor Ew. in the Cecil Hotel. Because I'm assuming there's not. Yeah, no. But maybe there was, and it is actually 14 stories. But we'll find out. I don't know. Seems a little suspicious to yeah. me. Um, my last bit of information is can you still stay at the Hotel Cecil or stay on Maine? And the answer is no. It was closed in 2017 for renovations and just reopened last year, but it was opened as an affordable housing All complex right. and is no longer available for public bookings. Crazy. That is Hotel Cecil. That is crazy. And I like couldn't find any ghost stories. It's all just murder. I was like, and drugs. Oh, still Cecil ghosts. No. I know. I was like, it's just sad. It's just sad. But and it's dark. It's the mysteries and the why yeah, so much death. The associations. There were 16 total deaths in the building. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Don't like that. Me either. You're welcome. welcome. Not welcome. Yuck. Yuck. Um, so this is probably one that a lot of people have heard, but, uh, uh, so I read this story a few years ago, and when I first read it, I couldn't actually sleep for longer than I care to admit. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it's not actually real. It's just a good bit of really good storytelling. Um, so this is uh, Dear David that was on <gasps> Twitter. The cat. The cats. Yeah. The cats. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. I remember reading this. Yeah. Actively. I yeah. remember following yeah. what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's all laid out. So we're gonna go through it. Um I'm so excited. So this okay. was in August of 2017. There's a guy on Twitter um named Adam Ellis, and he decides to go this is how he's gonna document the ghost that's in his apartment. And he starts the entire thread by stating, so my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me. Um, He talks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how well you remember this story, but even reading this, even reading it again, I had goosebumps. No, it's a a good. I remember there was a cat involved and it was on Twitter and it was pretty much like a daily update. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you the story. So um, I've got some dates. But anyway, so he talks about how he has a dream and in his dream, this little boy appears and Adam thinks that somehow this little boy's spirit or whatever it is has actually crossed into the real world and is now like attached to him. So Adam actually experiences sleep paralysis regularly, which I also don't love. And the first time he sees David is in an episode of sleep paralysis. 
and he's <laughs> buckle up your pants. It gets a lot fucking worse. Um, I'm just he- gonna sit here and shake my head. <laughs> <the whole> time. <laughs> <And> just- <laughs> This is it. <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> um, but he's having an episode of sleep paralysis, and the boy is um, sitting in a green rocking chair at the foot of Adam's bed. And so Adam describes kind of what this figure looks like, and he says that he has a very large misshapen head um, that looks like it's dented on one side. And uh, <gasps> Yeah, you can go to um, it's Wakalette. You can just type in Dear David and the website's wakalette.com and it'll pull it up and you can see. You can kind of follow along because there's some videos and stuff and pictures that'll actually help. And we'll have this posted on our Instagram too. But for Corinne and the the fun of it, it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, the picture upset me. What I remember when I first saw it, I had nightmares about that picture. That makes me really sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the spirit of a little boy or something else pretending to be a little boy, which is more my my take on it, yeah, honestly, with, with what happens. Um, but he um so for a while, Adam says that this little boy just stared at him and then he gets up out of the chair and starts to like, he uses the word shamble towards the bed. And right before the Fuck boy that. reaches him, Adam wakes up screaming. Nope. How dare he use the word shamble? I know. <laughs> How very dare him. Yeah. It's yucky. Oh, I hate that word. I hate it. Because <laughs> I can just see it like, Ugh. stop. I <laughs> I know. So a few nights later, Adam has a dream of being in a library and there's a little girl and she comes up to him and she says, you've seen dear David, haven't you? And he responds with who? And the little girl says, dear David, you saw him. He's he's dead. He only appears at midnight and you can ask him two questions if you say dear David first, but never ask him a third question or he'll kill you. I wrote that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, oh a couple, my God. a couple of weeks go by without any incident. Nothing's amiss. Um, but one evening, Adam has a dream, and this calls for another. Absolutely, and probably another. Um, and David's sitting in this green rocking chair, and he's just staring at Adam. And Adam asks, "Dear David, how did you die?" And his reply was, "An accident in a store." So he says, dear David, what happened in the store? And he said, a shelf was pushed on my head. And frozen in fear and not even thinking, Adam asks, who pushed the shelf? And David just looks at him. Yeah. And he realizes he's asked a third question, which he's not supposed to do. And he immediately wakes up and he's shaking. He's terrified. So over the next couple of days, Adam's trying to figure out like what has happened if this is actually a real thing he googles different boys names daniel dylan devin anything with a d that he can think of in an accident involving a store and a shelf and he comes up with absolutely nothing so maybe it's a dream maybe it's just active you know i mean because your brain makes up a bunch of things when you're asleep yeah so 
A few more weeks go by and Adam actually has the opportunity to move into the apartment directly above the one that he's currently residing in. So he takes the opportunity because it's a bigger apartment and he moves upstairs. So two months go by roughly and he kind of forgets about this dream and what he's seen. And he thinks that David probably lost track of him when he moved upstairs. Um, But Adam states, lately, strange things are happening. For the past four nights, um, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it like there's something on the other side. And this is this August. is where I started reading. Mm-hmm. This is August. This is 7th. where I started reading. Yeah, so you're really, really, so really close to the beginning. Yeah. Um. So he says that they'll gather at the front door at exactly midnight and they just stare at it. Um. So he looks through the peephole. I have to stop scrolling ahead because I'm got to stop scrolling ahead. Don't scroll ahead. Yeah. Um, So he looks at the peephole and he thinks that he sees something move and it freaks him out. But he opens the door and he turns on the light and there's nothing there. But his cats are totally, their tails are real bushy. They're like hunched (sighs) up like something scared them. It's not, it's, he's, they're not happy that he's opened the door. So he says, I think dear David found me and I don't know what to do, but I'll keep you updated. So on August 8th, Adam states um, that the cats are back at the door at midnight and he has a picture of his cats just staring at the door and they're kind of like sniffing at the crack and meowing and it's really creepy. And he's got a clock held up that shows that it's like two minutes after midnight. So he posts a couple videos Um, Like I said, the cats are meowing, sniffing, and his cats are adorable. Like, they make the cutest meowing sounds, but it's also unsettling because it's not normal. I don't know. They feel really weird. Um, So he decides Adam is not going to look through the peephole again, and he uses his camera to take a picture through the peephole, and it's... Just a picture of his foyer. There's um, on the left hand side, there's like a rack of shoes. Um, There's a balcony with the stairs going down. And um, between the cubby, the shoe cubby and the railing, there's a space. But in the picture, it looks like there's kind of a shadow that's kind of peeking out from the shoe cubby. So he takes he takes another picture and you can clearly see that there's not a blur or a smudge or a person or whatever standing behind the shoe cubby. So he shuts the door, deadbolts the door, <laughs> and goes to bed. Um, another couple of nights go by, and um, the cats are still at the door. Adam actually decides that he's going to use the sleep talking app. And he <laughs> he put, uses, like, Norton salt <laughs> to ward his front door he's like i don't know if this is the Ooh, right kind clever of little witch <laughs> clever little white witch <laughs> speaking of tomorrow <laughs> um so he uses the sound recording app and anytime it hears a noise it makes a recording and so he when he wakes up it has 33 recordings and he says most of them are pretty vague um, it's cars going by, him breathing deeply in his sleep, turning over, 
sleep sounds, normal night sounds. Um, but he says that there are three that he's interested in. And the first one, he says it sounds like snapping. Um, and what sounds like somebody taking a single step, but he doesn't, he never got out of bed that night. That would have been something very clear that you would have been able to hear. Um, so the next one that he's interested in out of all 33, um, it's the only one that sounds like electricity that is kind of in the background. So the next sound after that is another snapping sound and a groan. And Adam's pretty sure that it's him that's groaning in his sleep. And these all yeah. occur between 2 and 3 a.m. So he actually ends up leaving his apartment for the weekend. And he, when he comes back, he's bought a Polaroid camera because, quote, they're dorky and fun. And he wants to take a few pictures around the apartment. And he doesn't really expect to find anything. But it's, you know, it's just for fun. Like, it's just a white, little white Polaroid camera that has the film that spits out like just little slender narrow ones excuse me so he um he wants to take a few pictures and so he he's taking pictures around his apartment and you can see kind of like his knickknacks and I mean you can see the things in his apartment his tv plants dresser all of that but then there's one that comes out and it's like pitch black it's (gasps) it's not like, yeah, it's. <laughs> are you looking at that picture? Having the reference as you yeah. like, get to this part of the story is yep. horrifying. Yeah, just keep following. Um, so he thinks like, well, maybe this was a wrong. Maybe something was wrong with this package of Polaroids, and so he actually rips up open an entire packet, and they all start out white. There is nothing wrong with them. So he decides, well, maybe I had my finger over the lens. And so he takes a picture, another picture with his finger over the lens. And it's kind of like a worn out black. It looks really faded. Like you can tell there's something in front of it. And the other one's just black. It's pitch black. Like it's unsettling. Um, So he takes a couple of pictures of him taking pictures to show what he's actually seeing. And... He says, I I don't know why I'm still fucking around with this camera. There must be a logical explanation. So another picture comes out totally black. So someone tells him to take a picture from further away so that he so we can see like what he's seeing. So he takes a picture with his iPhone and another picture with the Polaroid. And the picture with the iPhone, you can see into the hallway. Like, you can see the shoe cubby. You can see the stairs. You can see everything. And the picture in the Polaroid, it's completely black. Like, the door, you cannot see. There's a fucking light. There's a skylight. Like, it's not normal. It's awful. Um. So he... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Um, So he decides to sage his entire apartment. Um, On the 14th of August, Adam says that he kept waking up from the previous night feeling like something was really wrong. Um, And then he writes on the one where it's like the iPhone photo versus mm -hmm. the Polaroid. Okay, guys, if you haven't been following the thread that Haley told you to follow at the first part. Just like, go. Go back and follow as she's telling this because 
It makes and it that walk, much. Just crazier. type Dear David. It's the first thing on Google. Like, Walkalette. Because it the visuals are just make it so much so much crazier. scarier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, it's seriously the like full hallway mm-hmm. lit up. And then yeah. the same hallway with mm-hmm. like complete like it looks it's like completely blackout black. level. Yeah. Holy shit. Which it doesn't make any sense because you can tell that it's kind of like the same time of day. I mean, maybe he's, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's upsetting regardless. If it's real or if it's not real, he's doing a good job. It's a good job. It's a good good job. You're doing a good job of making this look fucking terrifying. (laughs) Um, So he sages his apartment and he wakes up in the evening and says that something's wrong. The next day, the only thing he writes is Sage did not work. Um, He hasn't been having any dreams um, lately, but David shows up in his dream again. And in this particular dream, um, his room's filled with hazy smoke and he can see David like across the room and he appears somehow smaller and he doesn't say anything or do anything. He's just staring at Adam. The cats are still meowing at the door every single night, but there's other things that are starting to happen. Like any other haunting, more things are starting to occur. So his recordings are picking up static. Every night at 3 a.m., he picks up static for five minutes straight, and then it stops. I can't wait to turn my lights on. You could turn them on if you want. I'm not stopping no, you. It adds to the It vibe, makes it more fun. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I love it. It's, it's not real. Uh, so he says that he wakes up on the 17th of August and he feels like his whole house is shaking. But there is no like reports of an earthquake or anything. Um, he He feels like maybe he should move. But he's concerned that if he does move, that whatever is following him is just going to follow him to his next house. That's just going to stay there. Uh, It's just going to stay with him. So his dreams start to become more vivid. And in my opinion, they start to become a lot scarier. Um, So he has this dream that he's being pulled through an abandoned warehouse and he's being drugged by the arm by David. And he can't explain how David's actually even capable of pulling him, like, through this warehouse. And Adam notes that he himself isn't, like, putting up a fight, which he thought was really odd. He's like, it must just be a dream. They don't always make sense. So he wakes up and he's getting ready for the day and he's getting getting ready to shower and he takes a picture of his arm there's a huge fucking bruise on his arm. Like, you can clearly see it in this picture. So he's logical and he thinks, well, I must have hurt my arm the day before and it probably hurt. And so that manifests in my dream. So he brushes it off and leaves to go and get coffee. And he's lived in the same neighborhood for about four years. And on his way to the coffee shop that's near his apartment, there's like a food cart repair depot that's on his way. And it's always really busy. There's always carts that are getting repaired. It's bustling it's there's always people there and he walks by and it's entirely abandoned it's totally gutted there's nothing left so he goes inside because he's like he's having a really hard time like reconciling that this 
bustling repair shop that he... Don't okay? go in the warehouse. <laughs> I know. Don't go in the warehouse. <laughs> um, he He's trying to find out, like, is everything gone? You know, the only thing that's left in there in this picture, there's some ladders up against the wall and there's a green chair that's left. <gasps> it's like an old wooden green back chair. Yeah. Ick. Um, so it freaks him out because the first place that he saw David was in a green rocking chair. So he goes and gets coffee and he comes back and the warehouse is totally shuttered. The metal doors are down, locked, and it hasn't been opened again. Um, so that was the 21st of August. Um, he doesn't give another update until the 25th and he's even more upset. He's even more freaked out because there's more things that are starting to happen to his apartment. So originally his cats were gathering around the door at midnight every night, but he notices that they're starting to go by the door earlier and earlier. And it's actually like 10 o'clock now when they're starting to go to the door and meow. And he's confused because he's gotten so used to them doing the same thing night after night at midnight, but they've slowly been like doing this earlier. So they'll cry at the door for 15 minutes and then wander off like it's no big deal. It's just, you know, cats doing cat stuff. Um, but on top of his cats being fucking weird, he's getting phone calls um, around 1030 every night. And it's coming from an unmarked number and it shows no caller ID. And so he assumes that, oh, it's a telemarketer, but it's not a telemarketer. He answers one of the phone calls. And the only thing that you can hear is static. And he says it sounds like the static that you can hear from the sleep recording app. So he waits because he thinks like, oh, maybe it's just a bad connection. He waits for the telemarketer to start giving like his spiel, his pickup line, you know, buy my whatever. And after a minute, he hears the static and the line goes totally silent. And he's listening and he hears what he thinks might be breathing, but it's so faint that he's not sure. And he, you okay? No. <laughs> he says, "No, I'm not." <laughs> he says that his heart is racing and it's hard to hear, and he's about to hang up, and he just hears someone say, "Hello." So he said it wasn't a greeting. It's not a question. It's just a flat statement like, hello. So quiet that he can barely hear it. And he panics and hangs up. He closes all the curtains in his, curtains in his apartment and he turns on every single light. He says he stayed up until dawn watching TV because he was too scared to go to sleep. So Throughout all of this, he's coming up with these perfectly logical explanations for everything that's happened. The warehouse must have found a better location. Cats are just being cats. I probably accidentally hurt my arm and that bruise is what it's from. Like, you know, Um, so he actually ends up moving this rocking chair out of his bedroom and into the living room. He considers getting rid of it, but he assumes like it's not happening to this chair. It's happening to me. It's not going to matter if I get rid of this chair or not. Yeah. So he's actually got an upcoming trip to Japan in a few weeks, and he's got someone that's going to be watching his cats while he's gone. They're mostly going to be left to their own devices, but people are going to come over, water feed them, whatever. So he gets uh, like a nanny cam, like a pet cam, 
and he sets it up in his living room and it's he's alerted anytime there's movement. So he gets alerts that the cats are running and playing and doing cat things. And at 11, it alerts that there's motion detected. And so he goes to check it and he doesn't see anything. But he watches it again and he still doesn't see anything. So he watches it a third time and he notices that the rocking chair that's in the corner is moving. No. There's no one in the apartment. The cats aren't close to the chair, but you can see the chair move just a little bit. So he, again, tries to logic, well, maybe the window is open, but the air conditioner was on and it's, you know, <gasps> I'm, I'm not going to have that. I hate this. I know. Uh, so 30 minutes also, later. all he, ghost stories should be documented this well. This well. Good job, Adam. Yeah, good job. Um, so he gets another alert about 30 minutes later, and this time it's something that's fallen to the floor. So he has a big bookshelf. It's probably got to be six and a half, seven feet tall. Um, and he has a little turtle shell that is hanging above his bookshelf. You would have to have really, yeah, <laughs> you would have to have really long arms, but it just falls off the wall. Yeah. Um, it freaks him out. So he actually stops checking it. But the nanny cam, the pet cam, whatever, is running 24-7. And it records anything and everything. Um, so he does check it periodically. But he he's not checking it obsessively like he was. Um, so he finds a video from Saturday when he's sleeping. And the cats are in the living room. And his cat, Maxwell, actually kind of like freaks out and jumps over something that's not there. Like you can't see anything. But his cat's acting really weird. Um, but cats are weird like they're always doing weird stuff so he then finds another video later of maxwell sitting on the edge of the couch like up on his back legs with his arms like down to his side and he's just staring at the camera and he would do this off and on for hours like that's not again that's not normal cat behavior cats are weird but they're not that weird right yeah, so there's a video of the cat swatting at something that you can't see in the video, but the cat sees it. Right. Um, He's having more nightmares. Adam's having more nightmares. They're happening way more often, almost every single night, and they're getting really vivid. Um, So he has a dream one afternoon when he's napping, and he he kind of starts to talk a lot about how he's exhausted all the time and he's tired all right. the time. He just doesn't feel good. And so he's laying in bed. This one's pretty gross, guys. Um, he's laying in bed and he turns over and there's a head that's on the pillow next to him, but it doesn't have a body. It's just a spine. And it's <gasps> like bloody. And the head is just staring at him and it's got this huge smile on its face. And so he yells, like, what happened to you? And the smile gets impossibly big. And it, the head replies, it feels great. Yeah. Um, needless to say, he woke up after that. Uh, <laughs> he has dreams of dark figures standing in his windows, even though he's on the second floor, which you can't explain that. There's no way, like... So his trip comes to Japan. He goes. He has a great time. Um, but one of the days, like the day before he leaves, he goes out and he's on a walk and he actually finds the statue. 
and there's a bunch of figures that are carved into this huge statue and he's walking around it and there's a lady holding a baby and the little kid has like an oddly shaped head it's very unsettling and it he notices it and he's like this can't be a coincidence this it's probably nothing but it doesn't feel like nothing so he gets back on the 5th of october and he doesn't actually post anything again until the 14th of october and he says that weird electrical things are starting to happen in his house um he had light bulbs that burned out within like days of each other that didn't seem too odd to me because if you replace your light bulbs they're only last for so long but he does have an LED strip behind his TV that turns on. You plug it into the USB that's in the back of the TV. I mean, we have one of those. I bet you guys have one, too. And it turns on when the TV turns on. It's not possible for it to come on by its own. They don't do that. Right. His would turn on and turn off and turn on and turn off. And then it just stopped working. So he chalked it up to, oh, it must be a weird faulty LED strip, even though he stood in his fucking living room and watched it turn on and off for like five minutes straight. Yeah. I I like I applaud his trying to logic his way through this, but some of this stuff is not logical. Um, so it's really early in the morning. It's like five in the morning, and he leaves and goes to a diner and he comes home and he hears scratching noises outside of his door. And he's too afraid to open the door, so he takes another picture through the peephole. And when he looks at it, he says it looks like a head with the eyes looking back at him. And he kind of draws an outline of what you'd see if you were, like, if you could see through the door. Is that the the peephole? Yeah. Yeah, showing the drawing of how the eyes would appear. And you can see it for sure when he draws it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he decides that this isn't going to go away until he actually gets somebody that's maybe more knowledgeable than him or can help him. So his friends comes over and she cleanses the whole place. Um, she really helps. She's trying to help. And he says that for about a week or so, it seems to help the cats stop gathering at the door. Um, he stops actually having dreams. He starts to sleep through the night. He's feeling a little bit better. Um, one of the days he's on his way to work and he's um, on the way to the subway and the metal doors in the warehouse that he passed that had been shuttered for months are open. And inside is just a black hearse that's just parked there. That was really odd. It wasn't really sinister to me because I don't know. It didn't feel sinister, but it did feel fucking weird. What a weird coincidence. It's it's a weird place to fucking park a hearse. Like, don't they have just one? Just one. It's not multiples. It's just one. And why would you leave a hearse? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. No. Nope. It's weird. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel sinister to me, but it's off. It's really weird. Don't like anyway, it. don't like it. So he kind of tries to put it out of his mind. Um, He's at home and he's going into the fridge to get a beer. And he looks at his window and it looks like somebody's actually standing on the roof watching him. 
So he immediately ducks out of sight, flicks off the light, and he tries to get a picture of whoever was out there. But he doesn't see anything. Um, whoever was there is now gone. And he um, he knows that whatever his friend tried to do to the house isn't working. Um, the presence in the house is getting stronger and stronger. So he has another dream that's actually really similar to the one that he had when he first saw David. Um, so David's sitting in the chair and he knows, Adam knows that he's going to get up out of the chair and he's going to come towards him. But he thinks if I can get my phone, I'll have some evidence. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. Yeah. There's this picture. Which one? Give me a date. Of like, it's the October 26th. It's when he's taking a photo outside. Yeah. And you can see the two planters. Hang on. And like directly okay. between the two. Is there something? There's like, it looks a like a, a human. Like, a, or like it honestly looks like a dummy. Oh, sure. And then if you look in the better picture, there's uh-huh. nothing. Hang on. It's got like, a load. That's there's not even so like. many. There's so. Oh, yeah. It does look like a dummy, huh? Don't you see that? And then yeah. look at the next one. There's nothing there. So it's not even like, oh, that clearly is the chair with a different shadow or a different light projection. There is nothing there. No. Yeah, I don't know. Gross. If it's real or not or whatever, I don't know. Whoever did this, bravo. Bravo. Um. So one of the nights he's having a dream and it's really similar to when David first showed up. And David's sitting in the chair and he's just staring at him. And Adam knows that he's going to get out of the chair and he's going to come towards him. So Adam thinks, if I can get my phone, I can start taking pictures and I'll have some type of evidence. Because I want to prove that this is actually happening to me, that I'm not like out of my mind. So in his dream, he actually manages to grab his phone and he's snapping picture after picture. Sure enough, David gets up out of the chair and he starts shuffling towards Adam lying in the bed. And he gets closer and closer and he gets so close that he can lean down and he starts to mutter something. But it's so quiet that Adam can't quite hear what he's saying. Yuck. David's eyes roll back into his head. Yep. Sorry. Until they're all white and he's trying to move away from him. And David starts to try to like crawl up on the bed. But Adam can't make out what he's trying to say. Not in the bed. (laughs) And then he wakes up. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote after a sacred, dream like it's sacred. After a dream like that, I'd piece the fuck out. It wouldn't matter. No, I'd be like, you Mom, I'm moving home to Minnesota. Yeah, no joke. Like, no. Yeah, clean come, out the I'm spare bedroom. I'm coming home. Yeah, basement. I'm no. gonna sleep in your bed. So get ready for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need you to be outside the door when I brush my teeth. I need you to be outside the door when I yeah. shower because that's when I am the most vulnerable. <laughs> Yeah, no, this feels like a uh, mommy, I'm coming home moment. That's yeah, it. yep. No, no. Uh, yeah, so these dreams for him are becoming routine. Um, It's terrifying, but there's not anything that he can do to stop them. They're going to happen regardless. You can't stop yourself from dreaming. Um, So he gets up really early and he goes into work and, um, you know, he works really hard because... It makes him forget about how scared he was just hours before. So one of the days he actually needs to go into his camera roll. 
he's trying to find a picture of something and he finds dozens and dozens of just black pictures. They don't have anything in them. Um, nope. And as he's looking at them and one of them, you can definitely see <laughs> nope. what looks like a little kid standing there with an oddly shaped head and he's just standing nope. there. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. No. This is where I started to get real creeped out. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're not done. I'm done. I'm sorry, but we're not done. No, no. That's he had so he had one of his friends who has a five year old nightmare. I can have nightmares. You have to realize I have a toddler who gets in bed with me every night. She's all right. I know, but she's going to scare the shit out of me tonight. I'm like, oh my God. It's not good. I only watched like two things from this thread now that I know how big it is. (laughs) Buckle up your pants because it's going to get worse. Turn on the light. That my capacity. Uh, so this is this is one that he can't explain. He has no logical. <laughs> he has no logical explanation for this one. Um, he doesn't post anything for a few weeks. And the seventeenth of November, he writes about how he's sitting on the couch one evening, and above him, he hears a thump. So he can't explain it because he's on the top floor. Like, it's only a two-story building, and he's on the top floor. So he thinks, whatever sound I heard, it must have come from the roof. So he looks around, and he's looking for a stairwell. He's looking for pipes, anything that would allow access to the roof. There's no ladders. There's no trees that are around the building. The only way that you can get to the roof is through a skylight in the hallway. So he actually goes out into the hallway, and he realizes that there's hatch in the ceiling but he assumed that it just opened to the roof but it's like crazy high it's like 25 to 30 feet up in the air like you have to go down the stairs it's like in the middle of the staircase and then straight up it's crazy um so he realizes that between the hatch and the skylight there's like three feet of empty space that isn't accounted for that he's never really noticed before so he goes to Google Earth and he's looking at the skylight and it's actually flat with the building. So there's just three feet of empty space that span the entire length of his apartment, his entire apartment. So there's, again, no access ladder inside or outside. There's no way that anybody could have been up there crawling around in the crawl space. So the noises progress, of course. So he starts hearing thumping. Something falls on the floor and rolls for six feet. And then it just stops. And he thinks like, well, maybe it's a raccoon or a squirrel or something that's gotten up there. Um, But as far as I know, raccoons and squirrels can't climb a 30, 35 foot vertical smooth wall. As far as I know. So he goes to Amazon And he buys the 16-foot-long pole to try to poke open this hatch. And he decides if he can get the hatch to move, he'll either buy a ladder himself to get up there, or he's going to call the landlord to check them out what, what is in this crawl space. Maybe something got stuck in there. 
maybe it's a raccoon. Thanksgiving comes and goes, and he actually, I believe his family is from Montana. Um, he doesn't get the poll until after the holidays, um, but he decides that he'll check the mystery hatch in the morning when he comes back and his package is there. In the middle of the night, he's actually awoken, and he hears a big crash, and it makes him sit straight up in bed. He says it sounded like somebody dropped a bowling ball. Um, a minute goes by, and he's just sitting there, heart racing, and he's thinking, like, what the fuck is that? And he hears another crash. It happens 15 more times, and then it just goes quiet. Um, but from the hallway, he hears what sounds like footsteps, and he admits that he's completely panicked with fear and confusion, so it could have been anything. Maybe it was just the cats. Maybe it was just his mind playing tricks on him. He doesn't hear anything else, and he falls back asleep. And when he leaves in the morning to go get his regular Saturday bagel, he finds what looks like dirt or black soot on the steps under the hatch. And he thinks, like, maybe it's plaster or, you know, something. So he looks up at the hatch and he notices that there's something kind of, like, sticking out of the hatch. But he can't tell what it is because it's so high up. So there's a video of him, and you're welcome to watch it if you'd like. Um, he takes this fucking pole, and he pokes the hatch, and something falls out of it. And he said that he was so concerned with, like, making sure that it didn't hit him. He was so surprised. Um, and he thinks, well, that explains the noises. It's probably a dead squirrel. But he goes to pick it up, and it's not a squirrel. It's like a old-fashioned black leather shoe that a little boy would wear. Yeah. He immediately texts his landlord, and he's like, there's something in the crawl space. I need you to come over and check it out. I've been hearing noises. So the landlord's like, sure, I'll come over. That's no problem. I'll be there this afternoon. So... A few hours later, the landlord's there and he's shining a flashlight all over into the crawl space. And Adam keeps, he says that he keeps expecting him to like get yanked away into the darkness. And he's looking around and he tells Adam, he's like, there's not anything up there. But then he's like, oh, wait. And he reaches into the crawl space and he like pulls something out in his hand and comes back down and he reaches out to Adam and he drops a marble in his hand. And it's green and it's old. It's so old and it has like this weird bump on one side. So his landlord's like, if you hear any more noises, let me know. I'll come over. And that's that. It found it odd that he wasn't more concerned that there was a marble in a crawl space with no access. Ew, and he brought that's him like, into his apartment. He brought it into his apartment like a fucking idiot. He brought Why? the shoe and the marble. He never seen anything. I know. After all of this, after Adam. all of him, I know. Yep, and puts it on his fucking dresser, like in the Ugh, center of his like home, in his bedroom. In his bedroom, yeah. Idiot, fucking idiot. Um, so he actually does some research on marbles, <laughs> and he finds out that, like, back in the early 1900s, they would hand make marbles, and. When they were cutting them from glass, sometimes it would get nicked with the big shears that they would use. And that's what made that little bump. But it's old. Like yeah. this mar you can tell this mar marble is old. 
Um, so whoever left it up there, it's marble's been around a long time. Right. So um, he weeks go by. There's an update, and when he does, he says it's the same old shit. Um, but he's feeling pretty awful. He doesn't sleep at all. Um, he's been having weird bouts of dizziness, which he just chalks up to having earbuds in all the time and he needs to get his ears checked. Um, but things around the apartment have been kind of quiet. And he he writes that he's been waking up suddenly um, in the night feeling like something's wrong. One night he woke up and it smelled like a candle had just been put out like that smoky smell. Um, he just has this constant feeling of dread and unease every time he wakes up. So he can't bring the he decides that he wants to take some videos but he can't bring the pet cam into his bedroom because the cable's not long enough so he downloads an app um and it's going to take pictures every 60 seconds and he sets it on top of his bookcase and he goes back to bed so he wakes up in the night and there's like 350 pictures for him to go through and he starts scrolling and it's pretty normal in the beginning and no, 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 yeah, no. I know. Haley. I I told you I was going to tell you a fucking ghost story. This is a ghost story. I'm going to cry. Like, don't cry. It's not real. Come on. It's all right. It's, it's all right. <laughs> it's like the fourth kind all over again. <laughs> it's not real. I swear not to God. <laughs> it's, it's not real. Um, so he is scrolling through the pictures and it's pretty normal in the beginning. It's just Adam sleeping like you can see into his bedroom. Nothing is amiss. Um, do you want me to turn my light on behind me? No, I'm fine. Okay. My room is lit. I'm good. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, so it's Adam. He's got a light on. He's got like a lamp on and you can see him asleep laying in the bed but in one of the pictures there's just a little kid standing in the chair at the foot of the bed just staring yeah. at him the next picture is gone the next picture he's there um, but he's not looking at Adam anymore he's actually staring at the ceiling um, a couple more go by and it's like he's fallen to the floor oh, that's <laughs> creepy I'm gonna have to turn my light on I know <laughs> hang on because I keep hearing shit behind me and it's freaking me out. Oh my god. Okay, this episode broke me <laughs> and Haley. Like, we couldn't even make it through. Like, I made it through the full Wendigo episode with my lights off and I cannot with this. I cannot. It's I too scary. It's too scary. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch, like, Ember's New Groove before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is spooky season, though. Okay, so. I mean, you are hitting it out of the park with this one. Like, how do we top this? this uh, I don't spooky know. We season's can find done something. after this one. We can find mm. something. Um, okay, so. Um, uh, right. Okay, so he's staring at the ceiling and he's not. He the next one he looks like he's fallen to the floor like he just kind of like crumples it's really weird um he's laying there for a couple of pictures and then in the next picture like he goes from being on the floor to being right by the bed 
side, like just staring at Adam. It's very creepy. Um, the next one, he's staring at the camera. Yeah. Like just looking right at where the camera is. Um, the next one, he's gone. Um, and then until the very end, there's nothing <gasps> until you see the side of a head. Scroll, with- scroll, scroll. <laughs> <laughs> All you see is the side of a head with blonde hair and an ear. That's that's all you see. Are you okay? <laughs> Stop okay. scrolling! Stop looking at it if it scares you so much. I moved it. I'm just gonna get away from it fast. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I know this story. There's some cats at the door. <laughs> Fuck me. Holy shit. Yeah. How dare you? How very dare you? <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> oh. Are you okay? No? Yeah. It's okay I'm if you good. say you're not okay. Yeah, I'm good. It's definitely not real. I'm not okay, but that's all right. I'm I'm invested. I'm, it's just a scary ghost I'm story. Invested. It's, it's not real. Okay. Um so Christmas comes and he actually goes home to Montana. And he starts to feel better. Um he's he actually starts to think about moving. Um, He's not really fond of the idea of moving in the winter, but he thinks, you know what, it's worth it. Um, He wakes up in the middle of the night and um, that is also not my favorite thing that just happened in my house. What? (sighs) Nothing. Um the door <laughs> mine does that too yeah but mine's like, like clearly it. like it doesn't click into the lock oh yeah mine just i opened it and didn't open it all the way and so our house is a little uneven and so it just yeah. swung open but then it creaked yeah this is rude this is not my favorite raw real gary the raw real gary um, okay, so he gets up in the night and he goes to pee and he like notices out the window that he thinks that there's somebody. Now the bathroom door is doing it. I hate my apartment. Christopher, being with Dick. What an ass. That's Dick. not funny. For the fucking broom? Yeah, the fucking broom. <laughs> He knows oh, we're telling scary like, stories. If Josh did that to me right now, we would be getting divorced. Like, <laughs> I'm not fucking... That is not funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not Don't funny. Don't shut the door. Leave the door open. Don't you ass. or else. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Oh my god. What a butthead. Bullshit. All right. What a butthead. What a butthead. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, he's home in Montana. He finds, he thinks that he sees something moving outside. And when he wakes up, there's actually like footprints, like little kid footprints in the snow, like around the house and going back behind the garage. And I think they just kind of disappear. Um, yeah. So he realizes like, it doesn't matter where I go. He's going to be able to follow me. Um, he gets back to New York the day after Christmas and he feels completely hopeless. He can feel David in his room, just sitting in the corner watching him. Um, but he gets closer every night and he's having nightmares every single night he wakes up. Um, he always says he feels like something's going to happen and he wakes up before anything does. So one night, right, I think it was like the 3rd or 2nd of January, Adam has a particularly bad night. He wakes up feeling like he's had the wind knocked out of him. And it takes him a minute to, like, catch his breath. And he checks his phone. And the app catches what looks like David actually falling on top of Adam while he's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's That is where I was like, I'm done. I can't read this anymore. (laughs) It's so gross. The picture is so upsetting. Um, things on his the next like that photo is upsetting. I don't all know. of I'm them. There's there's it. all of them. All of them are upsetting. They're all upsetting. Honestly, um, ew, no, 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 yeah, no, yep. Um, his Twitter feed after that goes totally quiet. Um, he does post something. Again, on the 16th of January, and he notes that after what happened earlier, um, everything just stopped. He hasn't been having dreams. Um, he's starting to feel better. He's sleeping throughout the night. Um, his cats aren't acting weird anymore, but he is noticing that he's actually starting to lose track of time. Um, he'll look at the clock and he'll, he'll realize that hours have gone by and he doesn't remember anything or he'll mishear someone. Somebody will say something to him and he'll not understand what they say. And so he'll ask them to repeat themselves. But then the person looks at them, looks at him weird and they say, I didn't say anything. Um, so he finds that there's actually a really strange picture that gets uploaded to Instagram. It was uploaded to his stories, I think. And um, he was out to breakfast with a friend and his face is all like warped and like weird on one side. Um, It doesn't look normal. It almost looks like a Halloween mask or like makeup kind of. Um, He he says it was normal when he posted it. Um, He writes, I have no clue what happened. It looked perfectly fine on my phone when I uploaded it. I'd say it was just a glitch, but I can't make sense of what's happening to my face. Maybe I can. I know what it looks like, what it probably is, but I don't care anymore. I really just want things to be normal again and things feel normal enough right now. I don't know. I guess I'll just keep you updated if something else happens. Um, So January 28th, he posts a video of his cat Maxwell just meowing, but that one's also really weird. Like, the video just feels off. Um, He posts on the 3rd of February, everything is fine, but it's in lowercase letters. There's no, I don't think there's any punctuation, which is very odd, because this entire time he uses perfect, like, punctuation 
Oh, um, and the space, the extra space. And the extra space at the end. Yeah, between everything is and then fine. There's an extra space between is and fine. It's really weird. Um, Yeah. The 14th of February, he, plo- he posts, please don't worry about me. Um, I'll be okay. I'm okay. And everything will be like it was before. Smiley face, which I don't think he ever used a smiley face caption at all. Um, the same day he posts another video of Maxwell the door meowing. Um, and he's so cute, but that video was also upsetting because it's just nonstop. The cat's just looking at the door and looking around and like looking up at things, but there's nothing there, and he's just meowing and meowing. It's oh yeah. Um the last post from Adam is from the 12th of March and he writes for everyone asking if I'm alive, I'm doing okay. It's been pretty quiet around here lately and I've been trying to focus on work. Of course, I'll keep you updated if anything happens, if anything strange happens, but for now I'm staying busy with drawing and other projects. Um, and that is actually the end. Um, I tried to find if there was any other updates. I know that I think his, uh, uh, Twitter is under a different name now. Um, but, a lot of people believe that he was kind of possessed by whatever was haunting his apartment in the end. Given the weird punctuation and how he just kind of stopped responding and the losing of track of time. And yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. But that. But then his his Twitter now is just really normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's probably just a really good bit of excellent storytelling. Publicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is this is around the time when I think there was another one, like a guy went and stayed in a haunted cabin. Um, there was another one of I can't remember what the other one. There was like two or three other like famous ghost stories that were documented on Twitter. So that is the scary, awful story of Dear David. I hate that. You're welcome. I hate it so much. I was just going to have Primmy start with us tonight. Perfect. So, so she, she doesn't walk it. into my room. And scare you half to death. Yeah. And scare me to death. to death. Like, no, I'll just, I'll come out of my skin and die. <laughs> After Don't this. do that. Just let her sleep with you from the get-go. Holy shit balls. So there you go. I remember there was an episode where you were going to have me pick between Dear David and something else. What was the other episode? I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a while ago. We'd have to. It was and last now year. I'm like, maybe I should have processed this earlier in my life. Mm. And not today. Maybe. So there you go. I'm sorry that it was so scary. I do. I don't feel as bad as I did last year doing this <laughs> when I scared you. Sorry. You haven't made me cry from fear before. Did you cry? That's a new. Oh, I was crying. Oh, well, now I feel a tiny bit bad. No, I'm just no. kidding. Because I cry in, <laughs> in haunted mazes, too. I just cry whenever I feel a Overwhelmed lot of emotion with scared with, and yeah and yeah i cry easily so it's just like you got me 
I don't cry with sentimental things. So I feel like the Tristan and Isolde is still like your crowning jewel because Mm. it takes a lot for me to be like touched emotionally, Mm. like Mm -hmm. in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. But crying from fear. (laughs) (laughs) It only took me a whole year. Only took me a whole year. (laughs) Yeah. Let's. you're done. You get one cry from fear I a year. I get one cry from fear a year. You're not allowed to tell me anything scary like that until next year. That's – I can't make any promises because we are only, like, what, three weeks into spooky season? We have the entire <sighs> month of October. I know, but we do have a Troy episode coming up. Yes, so we maybe, do. Hopefully that won't be spooky. No, it <laughs> won't be Or do we save scary. it until November so we can have extra <laughs> I don't know. I guess you guys will see. You'll find out what we decide. <laughs> um, and my dad's coming back soon, and mm-hmm. his is it's Gonna a spooky be good. season special. Excellent. You guys. It's um, it's something. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this extra long episode, but we're leaving every minute of it because you guys need to experience it as we did. Um. Be sure to check out our Instagram, social media, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Um, couldn't remember the order that I usually say. <laughs> and follow us. Interact with us. This week, tell us whose story was scarier. Oh, Haley, <sighs> by the by the way, you have six out of five bats today. That's what this was. <laughs> six out of five. Yeah, I think my, I love six mine out was of five like bats. a 3.4 out of five. And yours those is a pretty six good out of five style. bats. Those those um, are pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you think our bats rating is for this week episode. This week's episode, uh, we really can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you tag one new friend in our next post, we will send you a DM of love and joy. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we will so, straight to your. We'll just slip right into your DMs. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take it as an invitation. <laughs> To come and yep. talk to you because we want to we have um, some consistent listeners on here every yeah. week. And I don't I know a few of you. Yeah. But Agreed. I don't know the rest of you. You're no. mystery people. So we want to know who people. you are. We want to get to know you. So please, if you are a like diehard listener to More Than Myths, we want to hear from you. Send us a message or tag Ooh, your friends yeah. in a post. And we yeah. we want to hear from you. Anyway, Or if you want to just be still secret but known to us send us an email at more than myths podcast at gmail.com that'd work too we'd be open to that uh wherever you podcast we also podcast uh so if you could just follow and subscribe that would be super duper super duper (laughs) super duper uh if you have a couple minutes and you can leave us a review that would also be really great um anything helps just gives the little pod a little bump yeah Remember, if you love us, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your siblings. Tell your siblings, especially if you want to scare the ever-loving shit out of them. Until next time, stay so curious. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Forgot.